Today podcast, the show about the news, history, and attractions of the Disneyland Resort. Hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to Leaving Today Podcast, episode number 189. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, this afternoon, this morning, whenever it is, and however it is you're doing it. We very much appreciate it. My name is Mark, one of the co-hosts here of the LTP. Sitting to the right of me is the trail master of puppets himself, Udi. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Uh, Jess is feeling under the weather, so she's at home, but she may call in. We never know. Uh, but uh, the, mm-hmm. but the line has been cast out to her, so hopefully she picks it up. She's not passed out of sleep. Right? But she could be. Who knows? I, I know she's not. I think she's sick. Yeah. Or has a cold or something. But uh, anyways, we were going to do it and get through it. Hit it and quit it. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We very much appreciate it. We hope that you will find the water to be warm. Uh, we are an honest Disneyland podcast. Uh, we love the parks. We want them to succeed. Uh, but sometimes we do need to be honest. And, and well, actually, we're always honest. But sometimes we need, do need to call them out on, on, on stuff. So if that happens, just enjoy the ride, I, su- I, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, today's show is sponsored by you guys and guys and gals out there in Patreon land, uh, all the uh, listeners. If that's something you'd like to get involved in, go to our website at leaventodaypodcast.com and click on the Patreon uh, link and it will take you to our Patreon page. Also on Instagram at leaventodaypodcast, um, we have a link tree there where it will take you to the Patreon and that would that'd be a great way to help support the show. All of that goes to hosting fees and gear and things like that. Um, a couple of things. If you would like to... Um, Join us uh, on our bi-weekly show called the LTP Lounge. We'd very much appreciate that. Uh, it's going to be every other Wednesday, I think, is how it's going. Mm-hmm. We see how, how it's, we did our first show last week. And you can go to YouTube at leaventodaypodcast.com, subscribe to our channel, and then at 6 o'clock Pacific time is when we're going to be on doing stuff. Uh, yeah. If you'd like to get involved, DM us. We'd love to have you on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. if that's not your jam, you want to just listen and, and contribute with the chat, That will we will be more than happy with that. Yeah, and apologies for that one. It was a little rough because our test, <laughs> even though we tested, it didn't work out that way. And it was mostly my fault where I'm at. Well, yeah, well, I don't know about that. It's it's just, you know, we, 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 we did go through a test. Um, it just didn't work out that way. Um, so also if you'd like to, whatever, um, platform you're listening to us on, that would be, if you could just pause and, and, um, give us a, a, a review, tell us how we're doing. I'm going to read one of our most recent ones from Apple iTunes or sorry, Apple podcast, I guess is what they're called now. Uh, this one comes from Justin M. Ho. <laughs> okay. Justin, uh, he gave us a five-star review, which is Thank great. You. Yep. Thank you. 
And he said, I've had the pleasure of listening to this podcast since 2018 and have been hooked ever since. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. They share their unbiased views of the state of the company, and this is so refreshing. The team is awesome. The guests that come on are always great. They are second to none with their fan engagement. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. And I'm proud to say that I'm down with the LTP. Keep up the great work. Yeah. Yeah, Justin. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, we do have some good guests. Actually, all, all of our guests are great. Yeah. Um, we just got to track them down. And we were trying to get another one on soon. I just reached out to him just yet, or two days ago, and he's down to come on, hopefully in February. So, mm-hmm. that, yeah, so that's going to be great. Um, and we'll continue to keep having more guests on. And, yeah, we do pride ourselves in reaching out to our uh, fans because uh, – it's just that that that's the reason why we do this stuff anyway. Yeah, I mean, Mark uh, Mark uh, sent this to to uh, Jess and I, and it, it was really great to to hear that. And I'm glad that uh, that you, you enjoy the show, Justin. And I'm super glad that um, that you're down with the LTP. I mean, we we do like like Mark Mark was saying, we do try to do everything we can to um, to engage with you guys um, and gals out there because you're the reason why we do it. So without, without the LTP and the LTP family, um, we, we're not doing this. We're, it, it'll just be Mark, Mark and I sitting in the bar talking Disney. Yeah. Or at his place or whatever it is, you know, or over lunch or dinner talking sure. Disney. So um, thank you for that wonderful review. I know Jess loved it too. Um, so thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Yep. yep. Okay. So we're going to be doing, I guess, some news topics tonight because we don't really have a real topic, and I'm just going to come forward. I, yeah. I got messed up in my scheduling because we did our live show on, on 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 Wednesday, and I go, okay, we're good for this weekend. And he goes, are we recording this weekend? I go, I don't think so. And sure enough, he was right. Yep. He's always right with these things. Almost always. <laughs> 99%. Yeah. So anyways, that is what's going on. Uh, so we're going to do that. Um, and then we were on earlier with uh, the Concilium with Jason and Steve and Jeff and uh, and that was a lie. We did that earlier today too. So we've been uh, we're, we've been busy this this Sunday. Yeah, we did a two hour show uh, already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, anyways, then maybe we'll talk about something from that. Uh, yeah. But the randomizer just showed up, Udi. This is strange. I, usually, it comes in after the news, dude. But let's just go to it. Okay, let's go. The randomizer again. What is the randomizer? It just it's this uh, I don't know this mythical thing that shows up every when it wants to and it, and it spits out three attractions from both parks. Combined. Yeah, I swear to you, this is the, this was the beginning of the AI. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it says uh, whatever the top three are, it just shoots them out. Um, it's a combination of attractions from both parks. Yeah. And uh, we get to keep one. We get to replace one. Sorry, we know we get to place one. We, yeah. we we get to keep one, we move one, and we get or we get to enhance one. Yeah. And if we enhance, we have to say what we're doing. Exactly. So today it spit out Space Mountain. Okay. Love it. Going across the Esplanade, Monsters Inc., Mike and Slowly to the Rescue, <laughs> and back <laughs> staying at DCA, uh, the Little Mermaid Ariel's Undersea Adventure. Oh. So. Oy. We can challenge the random Marsha, but. But uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll go. I we'll go. Guess. It is usually quick here, so we got to keep one. We have to remove one, and we have to enhance one. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
I can go. Okay, Udi, lead us off here. Okay, so Mike and Sully, as I've said it before, because the randomizer likes to throw this one out every once in a while, that one can go away. Yes. It's probably going to go away in the near, near future. Yes. Um, so for the sake of uh, aerials, un- I've never been, never done that. You've never done aerials? Nah. Okay. But you have done Monsters, Inc.? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've done that one, I think, exactly one time. Yeah. And so I'm, it's, I'm indifferent to it. But Okay. So because of that, I'm going to go with keep that one as is and then improve Space Mountain. <sighs> yeah. So we've talked about it before, and I honestly think it is an amazingly cool idea. Is that it has the launch, and I'm air quoting the launch sequence right now that it has. But I want to be uh, more uh, taller, higher, um, and longer. Okay. And faster. So basically, incorporate a better launch sequence would be the thing that would would happen. Um, the other thing would be to... Um, so when you say that, you mean as soon as you load, it, it stops and it weighs the cars. Correct. And, and then you go to your right. Go to the right. Then that, that tunnel with the yes. lights spinning. Yes, yes. That's what you're talking about? Yep, yep. Okay. I tell you, I always close my eyes there because I get dizzy looking at the flights. Oh, no, I know. I, I, if... if if it wasn't for the fact that I'd get in trouble, I have been known to kind of lean my head out and put my hands to the side. Really? When I'm going up there. Yeah, I'll uh, go like that. Okay. No, I just like, just get to this first part, then I'm fine. Yeah. And then, because I want it to be like at a more, uh, you know, severe angle going up and just like a little bit quicker. I know it can't go that much faster, but going up and then that way that... That initial like drop in the space mm-hmm. is a lot more aggressive. Oh yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would like that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then add, um, and then we talked about it before. Maybe adding something like huge queue area, um, that's kind of open on the top right there. <sighs> yeah. Something would be cool right there. We, we we talked about having like an outdoor lounge. Yep. Yep. That'd we, be very cool to have like a like a bar or whatever and just the chill spot. Yeah. But, but we, we, we never did come to the conclusion if that would be a good spot to watch fireworks. But, but I think maybe we're leaning towards no. No. Yeah. I'm going with no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's sol- mine. Yeah. So sol- solid answers. I, I, I'm going um, to remove Monsters, Inc., as Udi said. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep Little Mermaid as it is. Uh, although I think that would belong better in Days Land than at DC. But, uh, yeah, so removing Monsters, Inc., keeping Little Mermaid, and Splash Mountain... Space oh, Mountain. Shoot. Is it Splash Mountain? It's Splash Mountain. Okay, well, same. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Uh, no, let's just do Space Mountain since I messed it okay, up. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, right, no, no, yeah, he's right. Um, I, 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 I like what Udi said. Um, it would be nice if, if at some point that like the cars went out of the dome and came mm-hmm. back in. Yeah. Or, or would that ruin the that illusion ruin of that space? That would ruin the illusion of space. Okay. Um, I I don't know. Um, besides having that elongated drop, um, I don't know. Maybe what if the what if the launch was slow outside of that and then dove into the middle into 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 space? Like you hit like you hit inner like you're going up into the sky and then you drop and you're going into space. Yeah, into into darkness. like you're trying to. That actually would be kind of cool. Yeah. Hmm. That would be cool. Yeah, but that that would change the whole profile of the oh, whole mountain. And, yeah, it would. And it, that thing's too iconic. Oh, it is. It really is. So how how to improve it? I mean, no, it's 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 a tough one to improve. Yeah. Just because it is so good the way it is. 
Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think originally the original concept was to have like a two two tracks. Hmm. So, but I don't know how they would do that now without completely demoing the whole thing. Oh but, yeah, no, it would be it would be closed for years. Yeah, and the rate we're going, you'd be clo- closed for years. So for I'm, I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, decades. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say, um, I think Ud was right with that. Okay. So I guess let's go to the news. Um, that was the randomizer. Um, but uh, I also want to continue something we'd be starting like this past, present, and future attraction stuff. So I maybe we'll do that right like right now before we get to the news. Okay. Um, this comes off the heels of our earlier discussion today. Um, I thought about it. I, I want to do an attractions per show that we talk about its history a little bit, where it is today, and what we think it's going to be in the future. Uh, this one is Star Tours, actually. Um, so hmm. Star, Star Tours actually came to us in January of 1987. Um, a little bit of history about that is, uh, like in the 70s, Disney's own live-action adventure movies, especially the Black Hole and Island at the Top of the World, failed to draw huge audiences at uni- um, of Universal's Jaws and 20th Century Fox's Star Wars. This meant that in the early 80s, when Disney designers were considering a new attraction to replace the slowly decaying adventures through interspace in the first right-hand building um, in Tomorrowland, they had to look outside of the company's own film um, vault for successful movie tie-ins. Um, so this was actually George Lucas' second of three things that he added to the park. His first was Captain EO in 86, mm-hmm. then this thing in 87, Star Tours, and then, of course, Indiana Jones. Um, but uh, it's interesting to note that uh, George Lucas did pitch Star Wars to Disney hmm. script, yeah, and he got rejected. Yeah, I thought I found that to be hilarious. Um, so this thing started. It, it, it came to it launched uh, January seventh of nineteen eighty seven. Um, at the cost estimated at three at thirty million. Uh, Star Tours generated lines that extended all the way out to Town Square, which is right as soon as you walk in. Um, right in Disneyland, that mm-hmm. lines were them there. Uh, in, in honor of its newest attraction, Disneyland even presented its inaugural guests with, cel- with cel- celebratory digital watches. Exactly ten years later, another special commemorative ceremony was held. This one with actress Carrie Fisher on hand. Oh, um, R.I.P. Or yes, originally the Mars Candy Company sponsored the flight. But Energizer later took over. Its mm-hmm. presence acknowledged within a series of keep-on-going posters near the exit. The exit still leads to an even more conspicuous commercial interest. Oh, yeah. Uh, Disney with Star, Star Tours visitors um, departing passengers lurch. Sorry. Yeah. Departing, pa- uh, de- departing passengers lurch out of the ride and straight into a duty-free shop. The Star, yeah. Yeah, the Star Trader store. Uh, and it's Galaxy of Star Wars merchandise. In January of 2010, the first iteration of Star Tours departed for the last time. Officially reopened in 2011, Star Tours The Adventure continues as an acclaimed reimagining that introduces a revised queue area. New film footage, multiple paths through the plot, and 3D technology. Um, so that is, ha- and that's currently going on as we, as we speak. So yeah. we started in 1987. Uh, Disney was looking for something to replace Adventures Through Inner Space. They already had a working relationship with George Lucas. He came up with that. I mean, I mean, I don't love this. I don't like really like this attraction, but it has been a hit for like mm-hmm. 37 years. And that's where it is. 
So where do we see it? So we're, here we are in 2024. Where do you see this in 2029? Gone. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's going to be gone. Um, I don't... I've been saying it for a while that I don't know why it, it's still there. Um, it doesn't fit thematically now with Galaxy's Edge. Right. And it needs to be... That building needs to be repurposed for something else. I, I, you know... It, yeah, it just doesn't need to be there anymore. Um, and it, it kind of bugs me. It kind of hurts me a little bit to say that, but it's the reality. Because for a while there, that was the only Star Wars we had, right? I mean, yeah. really. Um, so, and if you think about it, at the time that it came out, and as a kid, you never... It was one of those things where you felt you were part of everything. Sure. And then it was one of the things where, where immersion... And theming and those things really were affecting me, even though I didn't know it at that time. Mm-hmm. So now I do. I mean, obviously now. Uh, but so yeah, and in, in all in all real in all fairness to it, and and its history and how much I do enjoy it still. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, its time is, is is up, and it it doesn't fit anymore. And if they want to, they can repurpose that whole ride vehicle and the whole thing into something else. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it is a simulator. Sure, and they can do a lot with what they've got as a ride vehicle, and, and the whole the whole working system still works and still works great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't see it there in five years. Do you see it over in Galaxy's Edge? No, no, no. <laughs> I would not like that. We talked about that earlier on the other show. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I don't think I'd be a fan of that. No, I mean, I, I, I get uh, the argument that was made was that you know it's something to add, and, and I get that, but. Um, I don't think that's what Galaxy's Edge needs. Um, I, I, I just don't think it, it needs that over there. So, um, yeah, it, I, it just needs to go. I mean, they could probably use those ride vehicles for something along like what they have in, was it Tokyo or Japan? Um, the Iron Man kind of ride or anything like that, any kind of simulator. They can do that and repurpose sure. that for maybe Disney Ford or maybe something new into... Um, DCA with their Marvel. Well, I'm, I'm assuming and I'm thinking there's going to be an expansion of Avengers Campus. There actually needs to be one. Uh, maybe you can do that, too. So there's a lot of things that, that can be done, for sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. disagree. Yeah, I, like Udi said, I think this is, this is going to be gone in five years. Um, I don't know why they keep updating it. Meanwhile, Smuggler's Run does not get an updated adventure, and that thing's long overdue. Oh, yeah, already. Uh, well, this August, it'll be... Um, It'll be uh, five years mm-hmm. since we've had, or May. No, what is it, May? I think, I think it's August, right? I don't remember. Off to off to look. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna go into that when five years to see where 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 we are. Well, if the, the first five years of Galaxy's Edge, if it, is it met its expectation or is it? But we're, we will unpack that when the time is right. But yeah. um, I think this will be gone. Star Tours will be gone in five years, and I do not want this to come to Galaxy's Edge. I think it can be re- repurposed for somewhere in DCA, mm-hmm. uh, something, because uh, the technology is cool. This is not my jam, but I, I think it could be re- re- repurposed for something. Um, yep. I don't think it's e-ticket material. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. No. Okay. So anyways, that was uh, a little thing on Star Tours. Um I'm sure others. I, we could have done a much deeper dive in that, but I didn't really pick that much of research, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, be, to, to be honest. Okay, well, that was, now with that, let's go to the news. You, you listen to me now. You are talking about things that you do not understand. 
All right, so the first news uh, item for this evening, and we are still in the first quarter of 2024, uh, mid, mid-January of 2024. Um, and right now, as we talked about before, Haunted Mansion Q is being rethemed. Magnolia Gardens is being gutted, and this is going to be an extension expansion queue mm-hmm. for um, the Haunted Mansion. So as we speak, it, it, it is uh, construction walls are up, and I don't know what's uh, um, earth movers have taken things away or jackhammers have, have come to it and have just completely gutted what our beloved queue is. Right? Yeah. Okay. People are gasping. People are shocked. But again, uh, what is that? Was that a bobcat? Yeah. What, what that a been? little bobcat. A little bobcat. So, so they are in the process of doing this. And this should be done by uh, hopefully by August of, 2000, of this year, 2024. So that's eight months or so from now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I love construction stuff, but I don't get panic when you're in the middle of anything. Because, you know, Udi, you've built thousands of bikes. Mm-hmm. If someone was to walk by with you when you've just unpacked a bike to think, oh, my gosh, that thing's in pieces. It's never going to look right. You yeah. can just chill out. Yeah. Give me half an hour mm-hmm. or whatever, 20 minutes, and this thing will be looking pro. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we are right now with this. People go, oh, my gosh, everything I've loved about the Hunter Matching Q is just being ripped apart. But uh, we've talked about this before. This may be on a very short list of the most beloved attractions within the park. I mean, mm-hmm. Pirates, I think, I think trumps this one as oh, far yeah. as the most beloved. Yeah. But Disney understands that. They're not going to mess this up. Yeah, they better not. I don't. I, and the fact that they're only doing a queue well, expansion no, is important, and and to uh, add to the overall theme and story, it yes. looks good. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're adding the queue and they're adding the shop. Yes, 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 yes. all then, good. And then adding um, ADA compliant elevators for the attraction. Yeah, all good, all good. Yeah, yeah, all good. The only thing that bothers me a little bit is that I, I heard that all those magnolia trees in the magnolia garden are going to be ripped out. Hmm. Which I don't like at all. I wonder. Well, luckily, I think Disney has a good history of taking care of their horticultural. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 so whatever they do with them, yeah, they're gonna find a good place to go to. Sure. So, um, I don't know. I you know this is gonna be one of those things. Is like if they're expanding the queue, they gotta pull that out because I mean they gotta stuff is going there. Yeah. So maybe they're going to put them back in, you know, maybe, and probably, I mean, you're going to lose some. Anyway, you cut it. Yeah. So um, still, that being said, I, I'm still, I'm really not that worried, to be honest, at all. So you're not that worried? No. No, no okay. not at all. And, and and you're right. Like, some people are going to, would look at this and go like, oh my gosh, you know, um, what are they doing there? Everything's destroyed. And you kind of go like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll put it back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, the 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 photos that I'm going to be interested in seeing is going to be once the demo is done, and then they start fabricating and installing. Yeah. Then I'm going to be like, okay, what do we got going on? So what I don't like is that it is all the the walls and the screaming and all the scrim that's up. It's really it looks shoddy. They could do something better to try to. Um, Maybe try to improve that. I just don't like the way that looks. It looks really just slapdash and thrown up there. I mean, I know you're going to be like, it's just a wall, but again, show, 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 show. Yeah. 
Yeah. This one right here, this one in particular, really bugs me because you see all the wood paneling and everything. It's like, you need to hide that. That's just... And this is on the where the... I believe that is where the... Um, the Q, the uh, fast pass dispensary kind of dispensary, uh, fast last, fast pass location was. I think it's right about where that is. So, I just didn't like that okay. at all. Yeah. Well, it's progress, Hoodie. Well, and, and end of day. Yeah. End of day. I'm still happy for it. Sure. I'm still glad they're doing it. I'm. I actually cannot wait to see this in August. Mm -hmm. uh, really, the thing I'm mo as far as this is concerned, the, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is the carriage house. Oh yeah, absolutely. I really, really want to see that carriage house. I think that right outside the the, the exit mm -hmm. um, and the concept art is great. Again, super fitting for for that space and in that area, and they have that room right there to put it. Absolutely. So um, yeah, yeah, that that. That carriage house will be pretty fun to go into afterwards. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be... I mean, again, I can't wait to see it. And, and that's going to be like... I want to go there. I want to go check that out. Yeah. Even before the queue, to be fair. For sure. Yeah, like, I'll be like, you know, I want to go there first. Let's go check it out. The other caveat to all this, or the other added bon a bonus, is that... Remember that um, that train station building that caught fire like a year ago? Mm -hmm. it, that, that thing still hasn't been fixed. But I think this will allow them to start fixing that that roof mm -hmm. over there because that whole section is going to be um worked on so uh that would be nice yep yeah so in the middle of that oh tron 3 uh is starting with jared leto yep is starting to film are you excited about that um i haven't heard anything about story or anything so right. I, while i enjoyed i've enjoyed both tron movies obviously the original is superior um oh yeah uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I need, I'm waiting for something to come out. Uh, whether it be a, like a poster or, cause I haven't, I don't think I've seen one, um, a poster or, uh, maybe a sizzle reel, something, you know, something, yeah. a little BTS, anything sure. before. I mean, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic um, but I don't know. I don't know. I like Jared Leto. I think he's a he's a good actor. Um, I just don't know what role he's in. I don't I don't know anything. I'm gonna have to start digging around for it because I forgot this was coming up. Yeah, I completely forgot this was coming up. But I wonder how. Um, hmm. Tron three. If it's successful, I wonder if this will lead to any stuff in our parks. And I would, I would hope. Yes. I'm gonna go there. I would hope. I would hope that they they do really well with this movie, and that people kind of get reinvigorated in, in the Tron in general. And you know, maybe with the right with with AI and where we are, maybe maybe they're gonna hit that that zeitgeist. Maybe they will, depending mm. on what they do and what what they put out there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, again, with for any of you who don't know what Tron is, or understand or know that world, go go watch the original. Yeah, please. Uh, when was original 80? Gosh, I gotta look. I want to look. I think, yeah, yeah. And at that time, I mean, now we, we get that, and you look at the um, at the special effects, and you it, they're laughable for today's standards, <laughs> yeah. But in that time, they were freaking amazing, and the, the concept behind that world, um, is amazing too. Um, the users and and everything else like that, and you know, the game grid and the whole thing, you know, 
yep. was God, Jeff Bridges. Uh, what was his name? Bill Baxter. Was it Bill Baxter? No. Um, Bill ba- oh, um, the, the actor. Bill Bixby? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, and then it was Bill Bixby, I think it was the other actor. The, which in the Hulk? was actually Tron. The no, it wasn't Bill Bixby. Who was it? Oh, man. Okay, now I'm going to look because it's bugging me. Who, who was Flynn? That, that, that was, um, that was, that Jeff, was Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Okay, yep. yeah. Yep. So the guy who actually played Tron. Um, Bill Fahey? Is that, did you just look it up? No, I didn't look it up. Bruce Boxleiter. Thank you. Oh. Bruce Boxleiter. I would have never got that. Yeah. See, I was in, I was floating all around it. Bruce Boxleiter. Okay. Um, and he played Tron. And then, um, and then, yeah. And then the second one came out and that was kind of cool too. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was really cool with the son of, um, of Tron and, and basically he was the son of Tron, I believe. And then, um, and then Jeff Bridges and, and that whole, that whole thing. It was cool. It was yeah. cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Do you remember the Tron coin op game that came out at the arcades? Yes. That game was so hard to play for Oh, me. it was difficult, but it yeah. was fun. Yeah. Oh, I played so much. I dropped so many coins. <laughs> oh, it's great. Light cycles, man. Light cycles. Oh, I miss the light cycles. But anyway, so I had Tron uh, toys growing up. Yeah. And they had they had Tron light cycles where, you know, they were red and yellow. They had red and yellow. And um, my brother had one. I had one. One red, one yellow. And they would do that. It was an old-fashioned thing where you'd put, like, a ripcord into it. Oh, yeah. And then you'd yank the ripcord to, you know, get that rear flywheel yeah. going. Dude, we would jump the crap out of that thing. Oh, we'd build ramps, and we'd boom, oh, and yeah. we'd jump them like crazy. Oh, I man. I forgot about those type of t- Those were great. Yeah, with the little, yeah, the little ripcord. Yeah, the little ripcord, and then, then you, could, you could take the figure, and they would glow in the dark. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were, yeah, they were great. Nice. Yeah. But anyway, little little throwback, little shout out. Yeah. That those toys were fan- phenomenal. Well, I, I hope this makes its way to the park, and maybe we get our version of a Tron life cycle here. Yeah, and you know, it, yeah. in, in all in all reality, it's gonna all depend on on the success of the movie. Yeah. Um, I really, really think. I mean, because the last one came out ten years ago, or no, twelve <laughs> years ago. The Tron Legacy was twenty ten, I believe. Yeah. Um. So that that has definitely been, um, yeah, 2010. So here we are. You know, the first one was in 82. 82, okay. Then we waited, you know, another 30 years for it. And so now we're getting one in, in 20, in 15, or, yeah, 14, 15 years. So I, I guess yeah. that's not bad, no. I guess. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's in it, who's attached to it other than uh, Jared Little. Oh, well, cool. We'll have to, we'll have to go I, see I it. guess it's called Eris. Is it? Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, there we go. There we go. All right. Next news item, and we talked about this last time. Uh, actually, we talked about this on the LTP Lounge, was that um, Disneyland Resort to build new entry gates to Disneyland Park and DCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both will be, will be updating the entrance booth to, um, by constructing new gates. According to Scott Gustin on X, formerly Twitter, the updates will feature more gates, stroller accessibility, and ADA, ADA accessibility for both Disneyland Park and DCA, uh, with construction to start later this year. Um, building permits for the new gates were filed with the City of Anaheim on December 8th of 2023 for both the updated parks. For Disneyland Park, the description includes plans to remove existing turnstile and gates, install new automatic guest entry gates, fixed manual gates, and removable railings. 
The insulation of overhead shrouds was also listed. So how did it, you you commented before that right. they they have this in Florida? Yeah. How does how does that work? Automatic guest entry gate. What does that even mean? Well, my experience is it, it could be a couple of things. So our security system at at um, DCA at, at Anaheim is not as nice as theirs because mm-hmm. they they everyone stands in line here. And all the bags are checked, and there's a line. If you have no bags, you can walk through the scanner. Um, there, they just have these big scanners where you just kind of walk through. And if something bing- it bings, then, then you're pulled over. But if not, you just get to go through. It, it just saves so much time. And then if you have a magic band, you just you just kind of put it next to it, and like it like lights up. It's like a pole with a you know circular. Mm-hmm. You've seen it like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of sort of scan. You scan your magic band, or you or you scan your card next to it, and it just lets you in. Hmm. Um, but there was also each of these polls, there was some, uh, there was a cast member sitting there with, with an iPad in case you had a question. And I had a question because my card didn't work. So they were able to check it and take a picture right there. Uh, but that's how it kind of worked. <laughs> so I hope it speeds up the process. Yeah. I don't know, um, if this means we, they're going to start leaning into the magic band experience here. Oh, they are. We, we talked about it before they will. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, that may be what they're what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I, I just and I'm curious to see what the design of the new entrance is going to be. Uh, I knew it was the tune of like three three million for this one and and one point eight for the DCA. That's crazy amounts of money for that kind wow. of stuff. Yeah. And I hope they don't alter the queue either of them very much. No. Um, I really that, that that is my only concern because I like both queues for both parks. They're they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so that's my only thing is like don't mess up, don't 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 screw them up too much, please. Well, they said there's overhead shrouds. So I'm not. Yeah, questioning. I don't know what that means. Uh, bushes or foliage? Or are or? they gonna, are they going to make it so oh, that if you're shrub. like okay. if you're getting rained on, maybe oh, that yeah. that'll be something. Well, that's a little what bit the, more of a guarded area. Well, that's kind of what it looks now right a little bit but not not i i when i read that in my mind i go with it's bigger you know it's longer yeah yeah okay yeah i guess we'll find out a lot of construction going on this year yeah but if you got a job with disneyland construction you would never be bored you'd you'd have work for the rest of your life oh i know i mean (laughs) but but this this is where I have my critique is this is nothing big though. No, there's no HVAC needed for this. No, no, but not even that. Like it, it there, it's nothing big. Like I, I want, I want, I want something, and I want more, more happening for our parks. I'm tired, sick <laughs> and tired of of all the the overseas parks. Yeah, getting all the stuff and and this is why. I like this, but I always feel like this is the bare minimum that Disney could be doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that there are a lot of things, and, like, you know, my critique has been um, pretty consistent on the, in, on, on this, is that um, you have to put more care into the heart of the company. You have to. Yeah. And by constantly going out and feeding these other entities, especially the ones in China, mm-hmm. um, you're not helping yourself. And and this is where I get super irritated with, with Mr. Iger, is that, dude, stop with China. Stop. 
stop. The company isn't located in China. Uh, the company is located here in the United States. Mm. It's an American company. American. It's an American company, 100%. So we need to take care of our own. And so while I appreciate the other parks for what they do and expanding Disney and their brand, you cannot do that at the expense of the heart. Right. And that's this. This is, this is Disneyland proper. And then the extension of that would be, uh, you know, uh, Magic Kingdom out there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always get frustrated because they said, well, we're going to put in 60 billion market cap, uh, you know, over the next 10 years. And I literally went like, everybody kind of went like, oh, that's going to be great. And I kind of went like, no, not really. When you really break it down, yeah. it's, it's not much. It's well, really not much. How many parks are there? Well, no, they're talking about, they're talking about, um, yeah, uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, well, six, there's a few. Yeah, there are, seven, there's over ten? Eight, yes, it's like around ten. Okay, so that, at the, uh, so maybe what, six billion per park? Yeah. Well, and see, this is where, where <laughs> when you throw that number out, you're like, holy crap, for us, the average person, like, you hear... You hear something with a B and end with Ilian, you're like, holy, what? Yeah. But believe me, the projects that I'm working on right now, and these are, resi- you know, these are, are, are uh, what we call multifamily uh, projects, and they are four buildings, residential, you know, apartment buildings, and those alone are in the millions that of the project that we're working on. Jeez. So there are millions. Like the one I'm on now, I want to say is around a $10 million project. Jeez. Okay. And that's four buildings. Four. So again, me knowing being in, in the field of construction, I hear these numbers and, and absolutely, those are a lot. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But when you really parse it out and really kind of look at it and pull back from that number, then you're like, oh, it's really not that much. And then again, when you also look at it, that it's going mainly to the overseas parks, then you're like, okay, what the heck? And then what I've been hearing is over like the Moana thing over um, in in in, in Ep- Florida, Epcot? Oh. And, uh, yeah, in Epcot is already starting to fail and it's only been over for two months. Oh, that, that, um, want away of water. Thing? Yes. Or? Yes. Like, uh, the, some of the lights aren't working. Oh. Some of the water spray is not working. Paint is chipping. So this is where I go. It's like, okay, I'm glad that they have said and committed to putting money towards a park. But honestly, that 60 billion over 10 years. And, and again, this is over 10 years. Yeah. Um, really should have been double that. Yeah. Really? I, I mean, I, I, I wonder how much of that money is just to keeping the business running. Yeah. And not, like, yeah. moving forward. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's towards uh, interventions and... and well, uh, again, again, yeah. the, this is where ha- being able to kind of listen to what they're, the, the spin that they're putting onto it and kind of read through that and go past that is super important for everybody out there to kind of get because then they can understand, uh, give a better idea of what the reality of the park is. So if you're wondering, well, why aren't we getting this? And what about this? This is why I talk about it more. I've been talking about it more because of where we are is because it's super important for everybody to start understanding 
why these things are happening and why they're not happy with the park or being more critical. It's it, these are this is why. This yeah. is why right here. Okay. So yeah. So uh, that being said, though, I'll just put a put a bow on it. Is it's still good though? Yes. Okay. It's still good. The only the only thing that I'm beginning to really really start feeling apprehensive about, and I think we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, is Town is Bayou Adventure. I'm really starting to get like the the bad heebie-jeebies over that one. Okay. Well, we would. Do you want to go? Yeah. Do that now. Yeah. Okay. Tiana's Bio Adventure animatronics to have physical faces. That is that. that yeah, one? that one. Okay, okay. so let's do it. Uh, say okay, so this is this came out. Uh, what is it? A, a, a few days ago. Yeah, um, the seventeenth of January. Yes. So uh, new details about Tiana's Bio Adventure have been revealed by NOLA.com, including information about the advanced audio animatronics that will be used for the ride. Um, a NOLA.com reporter toured the attraction at Magic Kingdom in early January. With Imagineering executive creator director Ted Robledo. Um, so, um, before I go too far into that, um, well, here I'll keep on going. Uh, Robledo began his tour um, with a cute courtyard of Tiano's Bayou Adventure, where the new flagstone pathways and mural by Louisiana artist uh, Malik Malika Malika yeah favorite apologies if I mispronounce that Mm -hmm. Uh, the mural is one two-story barn that remains from Splash Mountain but was repainted yellow with a mural added okay so I will begin here for anyone who has seen these pictures now I am not one artists are artists okay so art is super subjective um, and it is one of those things that, um, that is really going to be personal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah. That being said, some of the pictures have been coming out. I'm looking at it and going, you're kidding, right? Mm. You're kidding. Because a mural that is on there, while... Well, it's colorful. That, that, that is the positive thing you can say. Many, many colors are used. Yes, yes. And I like I like the color. I like it being bright because it's kind of feel, fitting in with what's going on. My more critique is on the style. Mm. I don't like the style at all. And if that is the style of this artist, so be it. To me, it's childish. It looks like a little kid painted it. And I know that that is going to sound harsh, but that's my honest opinion. I'm looking at going. You're, you're Disney, okay? This is not specifically a child ride. If this was like something that was like her palace or whatever or whatever they're catering specifically for kids, I would have been like, okay, makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is not that. So this is this along with another photo, and we'll keep on reading this article. Um, it's starting to make me kind of go like, oh, no. Oh, no. Come on. So, okay. So, let me... So, that's going to be my one, my first critique. Okay. So, um, so after the mural, uh, Robledo said the courtyard will set the scene for Tiano's Bayou Adventure. Like a movie, this is the setting. We've got to know where we're at, he said. Which is accurate. That, exactly. That's one of the things that cues, and we talked about it earlier today... Mm-hmm is cues help set up 
the experience, right? Sure. So that's why I'm worried if that's in the queue, I'm going to be like, oh, boy. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know how that's going to translate to everybody. Some people ignore the queue and just walk, walk through. But people who really connect with the parks and correct, connect with the, uh, attractions like that, that's part of that's where the experience begins. Mm -hmm. Okay, so as part of our discussion earlier today, which was what makes a ride, what makes an attraction, we did highlight that having a good queue and story and theme uh, in in there makes an attraction more than just a ride. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we are with this. Um, so that's why I'm kind of like he's accurate. It is. We got to know where we are. We got to know the setting that you're trying to put us in, so then therefore we can move forward and begin to pick up and, and be immersed in what's going on. Uh, the first floor barn, which guests enter as part of the queue, will house the offices of Tiana's Foods. Uh, the backstory of the attraction explains that Tiana founded an, uh, the co-op after the events of the Princess of the Frog. Mm -hmm. Poles outside the barn will support loudspeakers broadcasting the 1920s radio station. Show, yeah. Radio show, sorry. Um, uh, Reimagine classic New Orleans songs will play performed by local musicians assembled by New Orleans uh, music, uh, musician and Grammy winner Terrence Blanchard. That's going to be playing outside or on the, on the, on the radio. Okay, that's going to be being broadcast. See, yeah. that, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, that's very akin to what happens at Jungle Cruise. You hear like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I actually like that. And the, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like, see, yep. th this is where, you know, tapping into a little bit more of the historic Disney kind of, uh, way of introducing you to an area and into a story mm -hmm. so that I, you know that again so this is where it's going to be like i'm getting a little heebie-jeebies because i hear some good stuff and then i see this other stuff i'm like oh mm. you know i get a little worried okay so in addition uh to uh favorite and, and blanchard disney has recruited Mar uh, maroon 5 keyboard pj morton uh, another new orleans native and the family of the late queen of Creole cuisine, uh, Leia Chase, who served an inspiration for, as inspiration for Tiana. Okay. Good. I, I like the mm -hmm. fact, and this is, this is when, when, when Disney um, does good is when they do this. They, they try to be true to what's going on. Same thing that happened when they did Splash Mountain. Okay? Mm -hmm. Same exact Mentalities like, well, if we're going to represent an area or a culture, we need to make sure that we're including and getting in depth because I'm going to wonder how many people in that crew and design were actually from New Orleans. Sure. It's curious. I'm curious. So them being able to bring in people from the area, native New Orleans is New Orleans people is good. The only caveat to that is I hope they listen to them. He's like, bring people in and not listen to them. It's more of a show than for go. So I'm hoping that they are actually listening to them and taking in the notes and critiques mm -hmm. to, to make to, to craft it to, you know, a good attraction. Uh, this is our love letter to New Orleans. And in spirit, uh, art is everywhere, uh, Robledo said. The city has a place. Um, the city as a place is an important as a character. The story re reacts to the place um we're starting to hint at that in the queue to try to craft the love letter to new orleans in every way possible so in reading that you know what comes to mind what's that whose opinion i'm really gonna i'm really 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 curious about bob Iger's. no oh i could give two anyway jess's 
Oh, yeah, Jess. Jess has often said New Orleans is where she wants to go to live for the rest of her life. Well, she, she loves that. She says she wants to be a ticket taker at, at Disneyland too. She's gonna do that too, but you know, okay. but no, but she said she loves that city. She's been there a number of times, mm-hmm. and she loves that city and that whole area. So I'm super curious. She has floor leaves and certain things in her in her uh, apartment and mm-hmm. things like that that are very in that vein of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So that being said, that's why I'm very curious because this is gonna be you know she she like I and like us we like Tiana we, uh, we like Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. We enjoy the story, Facilier, mm-hmm. well, great villain. Um, he's not in this, but anyway. Um, so we'll see. Um, uh, at the rides uh, loading area, and uh, Noel.com noted uh, that there were cranes hoisting pallets of Tiana's food crates, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. will use the same ride vehicles uh, and track as Splash Mountain. So yep. we're talking, yeah. So, um, so. They, uh, so the reporter got to walk uh, some of the track and stated, um, and stated all of the Splash Mountain's fake vegetation has been replaced with plants native to Louisiana, including cypress trees, marsh grass, and Spanish moss. Okay. okay. Yep. All good. See, see what I'm saying? This is, that's good. Um, there will be, uh, there will, this will be where we first see the critters, as we're calling them, Robdell, uh, Robledo said, referring to the ride's new animal band seen in the bu- seen in concept art. So if you guys, I'm sure you guys have seen this concept art. I've seen it. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Those animatronics, you know, I'm thinking next-gen upgraded animatronics, so they're going to be, um, they're going to be better than, than a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, again, these are the kind of things I'm like, that's, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. Um, Two-dimensional cutouts of uh, Lewis and Tiana currently represent their future their future animatronics, which previously saw a preview uh, of a Lewis animatronic. Um, the cutouts help design designers see how the characters will fit in the scene. Okay, so that's basically telling them that's a little bit of how they're running and setting up uh, as they're going along, so you can kind of get a, a feel for the attraction as they're they're building it. Um, there will be several town animatronics that will speak directly to guests. The animatronics, Nola.com stated, will uh, be the same high-tech versions recently used for World of Frozen at Hong Kong Disneyland. The animatronics are notable for having advanced physical faces instead of, uh, instead of projected screen faces, which were proper in Disney a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So, that is cool. Yes. This is where I'm like, oh, that's going to be cool to see, to see how they incorporate that in there, and if they're and and it being the net, like I said, advanced generation animatronics, dude, that's cool. I'd like the tech side of that. This is yeah. why we we love the crap out of Rise because of all the technology that's in that attraction. Um, the animatronics, uh, audio, audio animatronics will be the same as Disneyland Park version the, of the attraction. Uh, as will most aspects of the experience. Okay, so as we move forward, this is another picture that, this is where I kind of stop, and depending on the scene, if this is overly done, this is where I'm going to get worried, okay? So one of the things that, that um, why Splash Mountain was fun to ride on um, was the fact that the story as you went along, yeah. it was very bright, very bright, and had a lot of colors, had a lot of animatronics, a lot of motion, a lot of, Singing, they had the whole like it was a lot of a lot going on. So this is where I get kind of worried because in this next photo, and like granted, it's one picture, 
a lot of that stuff is gone. It's all like a shack and a tree and grass. And I'm like, okay, where was that taken? And then why are they why are they choosing to show this picture? Yeah. You know, because maybe they're trying to highlight that they're put the native grass in. Okay, but I need to see more. So this is where I'm worried that they're removing a lot of the animatronics. And then what do they put in their place? I mean, again, us having Splash Mountain and having that that very kinetic energy happening through the majority of the attraction um, made it great. Mm-hmm. You know, before the job, before you you know get soaked. Um, so anyway, so that seeing that picture, this is where I kind of went like, oh man, come on, like keep on. My 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 request is going to be like keep on putting things out okay keep on doing that because right now the exterior i'm uh, super under underwhelmed with the exterior okay super under underwhelmed the 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 water tower meh that 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 mural it's just not good i don't like like the mural so much or the water tower but i don't like them i do like the foliage outside the mountain and i think that might be some new tech that at night it might glow or have some sort of like LED lighting in there. And that would be great. Again, yeah. th- this is where I'm, like, a lot of people are being, like, really overly critical of, of this. Okay? Well, like us. Yeah, well, I'm, I, <laughs> or no, we're being critical. I don't yeah. think we're being overly critical. Okay. I think we're being critical because we are. We're critical people. Sure. But we're not. There are some people who are just bashing this right. I'm like, hey, calm down. Like, a lot of the stuff I listen to and read, I'm like, calm down. Yeah. Like, slow down. Like, it, it, we still got a ways to go before this comes out. Yep, yep. Um, but anyway, that's basically the the lar- the, the the more important things um, uh, with it. Really, is that is that there there's some good stuff there, and there's some other stuff that's making me maybe a little a little antsy, a little anxious. So um, we'll see what happens. For sure, we'll see what happens. So yeah. when Florida, I think they're about five or six months ahead of ours. Yes. yes. So when that comes online, are you going to watch like a POV of that? I will on that one. Normally, I, I normally I try not to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think at this point, I need to because we. we I'm curious. Yeah, will you watch ours be, be, before you go on it? No. Yeah, I don't want to watch ours. No, I won't. Yeah, but I want to see theirs. Yeah. Yeah. No, because like anything, um, when it comes to our park, um, yeah, I, I want to be, you know, fresh, fresh thoughts. No, no preconceived notions. No nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go on just real quick over to that hollow, hollow tile floor. Um, oh, dude, that's cool. Yeah. So Disney Imagineering showcases incredible hollow tile floor, which could change virtual reality and theme park experiences forever. Um, Walt Disney Imagineering, that's WDI to all of us, has revealed yep. an exciting new piece of technology called hollow, to- hollow tile floor. Uh, there's videos online that, that you can see at uh, Disney Research Fellow and Imagineer Lanny Schmoot, Schmoot's induction to the Hall, Hall, of, um, Hall of Fame for National Inventors. Uh, that's Lanny Schmoot. Sorry. I'm saying again. Schmoot. Schmoot. Okay. Walt Disney Imagineering has revealed an exciting new piece of technology called the Hollow Tile Floor. Uh, and they just released this brand new video featuring Disney Research Fellow and Imagineer Lanny Schmoot. Um, while he was being inducted to the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Uh, so what this thing is, is it's kind of hard to explain. I'm going to try my best. Can, can, I, can I give it a shot real quick? Oh, yeah, go okay. ahead. Okay, so remember everybody Big Hero 6, okay? We all remember Big Hero 6, right? 
Uh, yeah. For all of you who haven't seen it, go see it. Um, the nanites. Remember the nanites, right? There was the whole thing with the nanites, yada, yada, yada. And they could move and build stuff, and they could do... So it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that, when I saw that, that's what I thought of. Because the way this works, it's a hollow tile. It basically... The tiles, little small pieces, can elevate, and they can they basically can move underneath you. So because of that, the video, which came out, and I saw it on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, basically, he's in a chair... And he's sitting there, and with the hollow tile activated, it actually moves him around the floor in the chair. Mm-hmm. So basically, as the tiles move up and down, it can actually propel and move people, and it can change shapes. It's freaking cool. I saw it and was like, wait, what? And it blew my mind. And I, when I just saw, to be real, I saw the video and kind of like, yeah, what the heck is that? And then I didn't, it didn't really click mm-hmm. in my brain. Then I kind of came back to it, and then I started scrolling. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Oh, this is cool. Wait, what? So, yeah, the, the, yeah, it, it, it's super cool. Yeah, and you, so if this thing is spread out over the floor, you can walk on there, and every guest will have their own sort of, like, unique experience. It, it'll, yeah. put, it'll push you around. I'm, yeah. I, I just want to walk on it. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, yeah. No, but I'm just curious to see, and that's really, like, the gist of it. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to see how this will be employed in theme parks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. So we shall see how it goes. You know what? I, I, my, my mind goes already like super like weird. Is they could make like if they did like a villains thing, anything like ghostly, they could totally make it just look like it's going straight. Oh yeah. You know, no, yeah. no movement, just floating, without wheels or nothing. It can fall. It just literally can oh. float straight. Yeah, that would be Dude, awesome. That'd be crazy. It'd be creepy. Creepy crazy. It'd be cre- very creepy crazy. Creepy crazy. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so a couple more news items here. Are we going to go through the full list of food, beverages coming to the Disneyland for Valentine's Day? Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's go. And then we're going to wrap up with your uh, boy, Nelson Peltz. My boy, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, you want to do... Well, well, if we're going to do food, let's do that one, and then let's do... Um, where's the other one? The... Uh, let me bring it up. Okay, yeah. So the next news item is we're going to go through... Um, so uh, some Lunar New Year food stuff has been released uh this will be arriving 2024 of course for new year's uh lunar new year celebration at dca and that begins next week january 23rd and it runs through i think mid-march february no, february 18th mid-february oh then the food and wines ki- kicks off yep. all right so what do we have going on here Woody? so we've got uh let's see um so bamboo blessings is going to be uh the first one uh, and so what they're doing for Lunar New Year is going to be, uh, let's see, they're doing a uh, <laughs> Mickey-shaped hot dog bun. <laughs> uh, so uh, Brio-style Mickey-shaped bun uh, stuffed with hot dogs and finished with sesame seeds and scallions. Uh, no, I, I'm, I, no, I don't know. I don't think that looks very good. No, that's not new. I've seen that. So that's what's on there, though. Okay. Um, oh, let's see. Yeah, Mickey. Uh, hold on, hold on. Sorry, let me go back. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, there's a list below it. Yeah, yeah there we go. Okay. <laughs> it tells okay. You the, it tells you what the new things oh, are. Oh, there they are. Okay, so let me let me, let me me bring that back then. Okay, so the new things are going to be at Bamboo, at the, at Bamboo Light, are going to be... Bamboo pro- Blessings. Bamboo Blessings, sorry. Uh, it's going to be strawberry tea macaroon, strawberry buttercream with milk, Center. Hmm. 
I like a macaroon. I like a good macaroon. Seven seventy five for that? Mm, for one macaroon? They better be big. They're not going to be. Macaroons are never really that big. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, Taro Vietnamese-style iced coffee. Oh, here we go. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company, Vietnamese-style coffee, cocoa powder, and condensed milk garnished with a Taro chocolate sweet cream, non-alcoholic beverage. Yes, please. Seven bucks. Seems, sounds about right. It's going to be a small cup, though, I know already. I'd drink that. You? What about you, Mark? Yep, I'd be down with that. Yeah, I sounds love, good. I love that coffee. Yep. Uh, Lunar New Year punch. Uh, mango nectar, tangerine and grapefruit juices, and banana and coconut syrups garnished with mango jellies. And that's also an alcoholic. That also sounds good. Very refreshing. I don't know if it's the right time of year for something like that, though. To be fair. Uh, to be fair, but it sounds really good. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Now we go into, into some another a fun drink. A Lunar Punch Cocktail. Coconut rum, mango nectar, tangerine and grapefruit juices, and banana and coconut syrups garnished with a purple orchid. That actually sounds, again, good, but not... I don't know. It seems like the wrong time of year for that. For 17 bucks? Eh, it's, a, it's a drink, man. You're going to be 12 to 15 up there. Okay. It's going to be pretty average. Okay, so the last one's going to be uh, Mickey-shaped ma uh, macaroon straw clip. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, well, that's... Whatever. That's that's going to be coming in bamboo blessings. Yes. Okay. So next one, uh, next one, is Longevity uh, Noodle Company. Okay. So they only have a couple things coming. Uh, that shrimp, are new. Yeah, that are new. Mm -hmm. uh, shrimp lo mein noodle, pan fried uh, lo mein noodles with sauteed shrimp garnished with green onions. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds good if you like shrimp. I don't like shrimp. Okay. So, and then other than that, they don't have anything except for that uh, macaroon straw clip thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Next up is, is which one is this one? Oh, no, wait. Did I, did I miss one? Lucky Eight Lantern? Lucky, yeah. Lucky Eight Lantern. That's the next one up. Uh, what do they have? They have a couple of different things in there. Hibi uh, hibiscus, apple, sorrita, sorrita, blanco tequila, grapefruit liqueur, Soju, green apple, and hibiscus syrups, house-made hibiscus tea, lemon juice, garnish, and dried apple chip. Mm, not really my thing. No. Yeah. Uh, mango melon cocktail, uh, overproof rum, uh, <laughs> overproof rum, I don't even know how to say that, baijui? I'm not sure what that is. Apologies. I don't Baiju? know. Baijui? Uh, all spice liqueur. Uh, mango nectar, rock melon syrup, a lime juice topped with grapefruit soda, and garnished with lime wheel. Again, these are just not my, not my thing. And everybody has this Mickey-shaped macar macaroon straw clip. I guess they want to push that out, man. Apparently. Honestly, nothing at this one looks good to me. Nope. I mean, it's all, yeah, mandarin it's all. orange moose cake, no. I would get that. No. No. Okay. So, uh, next one is Prosperity Bow and Buns. Oh, they have a lot of new things, huh? Yes, their menus as well. Okay, this one, let's see. Okay, so I got happy, then I got sad real quick. <laughs> so, Kung Pao, Kung Pao Bao with plant-based chicken. See, I went like, ah, Toasted peanut and scallion. That's actually Kung Pao. I love Kung Pao. So, that's why I was like, yay. Then plant-based chicken, boo. Um, okay, uh, Barbecue pork bun with kimchi mayo and garlic chili crunch. That actually sounds good. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That one. That mm, that one sounds good. Uh, brewery X grapefruit panda pool party bamboo rice lager. Holy crap! That's a lot. 
All that for a, a, a lager. Okay. Um, I'd probably, to be fair, though, I'd probably drink, I'd try it. I like a lager. Well, here's another, and then, okay, so Harland Brewing Company, Tangerine Dragon Fruit Heffenweizen. Um, I, dude, I'm on the, who? I think I'd stick with the, with the pool party bamboo rice lager over okay. the Heffenweizen. Um, Stereo Brewing Company, Jasmine Tea Lager. No, uh, definitely not the next one. Eagle Rock Brewery, Lychee IPA. Not an IPA guy at no. all. Uh, Dragon Dragon's Beer Flight, um, and then that wonderful clip. So basically, it's a lot of uh, a lot of beer. Yep. Um, that's good though. I mean, if you like beer, it's going to be a good good um, place for you to go check it out. Um, okay, next one is Red Dragon Spice Traders. Um, so they have coming spicy fried rice with tofu and crispy peas. Um, then what else are they going to have new? Uh, peach basil Collins, uh, gin, ginger liqueur, white peach puree, lemon juice, and how, um, and house made Thai basil syrup topped with topo chico and garnished with purple pansy. Yeah, I don't think so. Not my thing again. That second news item, I mean, that second item, um, the red spice fried chicken bites. You see that one? Oh yeah. What, what is that third word? Chicharrones. That's like. Pork skin, right? Uh huh. Would you would you be down with that one? Mm, I'm not a big fan of chicharrones. Okay. Yeah. And that it looks like that's going to be the. Um, let's see. Hold on. Let me go through this list. Okay. So, um, so uh, the cappuccino cart, nothing new. The cochina cucamonga, nothing new. Um, well, they're going to have blood orange cocktail bijou. Uh, Lamplight Lounge. Uh, they have a kung pao. Uh, they have a Kung Pao Bao, too, same thing. Um, but this one's actually pork belly, crispy pork belly. Um, okay. Yeah, but it doesn't say new, so no. I'm not sure if that's standard fare for them. Okay, so next one up is going to be the Paradise Garden Grill. Uh, bulgogi, bulgogi fried rice with kimchi egg, pickled cucumber, green onion, and sesame seeds. New and plant-based. I don't... Is the egg plant-based? I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> okay, they're going to have a whole fish with steamed rice, stir-fried vegetables, and black vinegar soy sauce with sugar, garlic, and red friends, uh, Fresno chili. So serves family style. So it's going to be basically a whole fish. Bam, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not a big fish guy, so... No, um, it's passed for me, but good for I them. wonder what kind of fish. It doesn't say. Tilapia, probably. I'm going to assume... Okay, so shrimp lo mein, lo mein noodles, salsa shrimp, mushrooms, cabbage, corn, and bell pepper. Again, so I'm not a shrimp guy. So, okay, so Pim, Pim, their test kitchen will have one, a new beer. Almond cold brew, well, uh, sorry, uh, not a beer, coffee. Uh, I, heard, I saw a brew and I thought coffee, or beer. Okay, almond cold brew, almond milk, uh, red foam with blue and gold sugar. Uh, okay, it's a coffee. Uh, Sonoma Terrace, uh, they're going to have a Kochugura, Kochugaru, sorry, Kochugaru shrimp roll. So Kochugaru marinated shrimp uh, on a potato roll with kimchi slaw, uh, Kochujang mayonnaise, and spicy pickle spear. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, Studio Catering Company in Hollywood Labs will will char Sioux-style ribs, 
char siu braised pork ribs with Asian-inspired glaze topped with roasted peanuts and scallions. That actually might be good. Yeah, but it's going to be a small portion at oh, 849. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's the list for the Lunar New Year. New stuff coming for that. Yep. Uh, so our last news item for the show um, is going to be regarding Nelson Peltz and um, how they officially launched, and this came out uh, last week, um, they officially launched a proxy fight with Disney Board, calls himself and Jay Rizzullo, Batman and Robin. Um, you want to take this one, man? Because th- this is beyond my... Uh, I don't know a whole lot about all this. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me... Let, uh, we'll, we'll start going down the article here. Um, after the Walt Disney Company announced the board directors, nominees, and recommended shareholders do not vote Nelson Peltz and Jay Rizzullo, Peltz Triant partners have officially begun a proxy fight to get board seats. Yeah. Um, maybe you should educate the listeners and myself as why why would we care about this? Okay, so here we go. The these these two gentlemen here. Well, okay. So for anybody who doesn't know, and I've covered it before, and you guys have listened to it, I've talked about Nelson Peltz uh, previously, and and um, because this is, I, I feel like this is a big thing to be uh, discussing right now because it's very important, pivotal to the future of the park and the company. Um, so Nelson Peltz is uh, basically a guy who owns a hedge fund, um, and it's called Tryon, Tryon Partners, okay? And so Jay Rasulo, if you don't know who Jay Rasulo was, he was the CFO before, I forgot her name, who quit? Cynthia Harris? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, so he, he was the CFO prior. Mm. And it was with the company for quite some time. Um, so the reason why they're searching for, and Nelson Peltz has began this week um, to um, do the rounds on interviews, CNBC, um, yeah. NBC, um, begin, beginning to basically push for board seats. Now, the reason why we should care is because they have, if they get onto the Disney board, they're going to be put into a position to really make changes to how Disney Corporation operates. Yeah, yeah, it's safe to assume at this point that Nelson Peltz and Jay Rizzillo do not like the direction that Bob Iger's taking the company. Is that exactly? Okay. So um, the main thing that that Nelson Peltz is saying is that Disney has not been profitable and and they have underperformed that Disney has underperformed by by comparable companies um, at the S&P not for three years not just five years but for ten years mm. for a total of ten years which would be also coincidentally enough the majority of the run of Bob Iger's tenure. Yeah. So the only time that it really went up was when he wasn't in charge. Funny. <laughs> Coincidence? Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so that's his argument. Now, some people would argue, well, he doesn't he doesn't know what he's talking about or he, he has no 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 business trying to get in on this. Now, the the thing is is like he's actually got skin in the game. Uh, with he has control with the Tryon Group 
Uh, I've heard different estimates. It's around 10% of the stock. Wow. Which with a try-on group would be one of the people who have the majority, like you talk about majority stockholder, is this guy. Okay. Is this group. So that's why it's important to understand what's going on and where it can go from here. So uh, I'll continue reading the story, but that's the general gist. As we, as we go on, I'll, I'll elaborate. Okay. So Nelson Peltz, uh, uh, they've officially proxified to get board seats. So uh, try and try and... Tryon filed a preliminary proxy statement on Thursday. That would have been last Thursday. By the time it's come out, probably almost two Thursdays ago. Uh, Tryon is hoping to elect their CEO, Nelson Peltz, and former Disney CFO, Jay Rizzuto, to the Disney board. Um, the board does not endorse the nominees of Nel- uh, The board does not endorse the nominations of Nelson Peltz and James Rizzuto. Put forth by Tryon Fund Management and its affiliates led by Nelson Peltz, and supported by former Disney executive Isaac Perlmutter. That's another name you guys need to know. Yep. Collectively, the Tryon Group. The board recommends that shareholders do not vote for the Tryon Group nominees and that they reject a related proposal from Tryon Group um, uh, to amend company bylaws. So that was what Disney put out, okay? That's what in there. That was what they uh, stated. That Disney stated in their SEC filing. Okay. So that's basically Disney going no. And then they're reaching out to their the shareholders and going, don't vote for these guys because the shareholders still have a say. So again, yeah. I said yeah. it before, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to take this moment in time. No financial advice, but if you own Disney stock <laughs> and you're not happy. With what's going on with the company, I would urge you to go to um, the Tryon Group, and they have a website called Restoring the Magic. I would go to, I would implore you to go read that site and dig into that, and decide for yourself if you want to vote for them or not. Okay. Yeah. I know I don't own any. And I've literally been battling in my brain about getting some just so I could vote for this. This is where I'm at. And oh. it's on the dip, so I may not be in a bad spot. But that's me. No financial advice. Okay. okay. So try and outlined, outlined their, in, their, in their filing with the SEC, that's Security and Exchange Commission for all of you who don't know, uh, what they believe to be Disney's current issues, Disney's current paths, and Tryon's own goals. Now, one of the critiques that I said, and I'm not sure if this article is going to cover it, that they said that they that Nelson Peltz and Tryon Group had never really put any proposals out there to solve any of the problems. And I'm like, did they not read the website? <laughs> they clearly didn't. So that was a bold-faced lie. Um, in my opinion, a bold-faced lie. Okay. Acknowledge issue. I'm going to break these down, what they have what they have put out, okay? So this is going to go a little deep in the weeds, but I, I ask you guys, hold on, and maybe get a little bit deeper understanding. So this is why... I'm white-pilled. Believe it or not, I'm going to read these things, and hopefully you guys start recognizing why I'm white-pilled and optimistic about what's coming because of these fights. So we may not win every fight, but I think long-term we win the war. So Okay. Okay. So corporate governance. Okay, so Disney's current path. Uh, preserve as much of the status quo as possible by planning by plain defense. Evidenced by limited changes to compensation and succession processes. Uh, okay, so Tryon's goals and initial perspectives. Adopt best-in-class governance. Fin- um, finally, com- 
complete a successful CEO succession and align management pay with performance. What that means is that Disney has been just running normal. Mm-hmm. Failure after failure after fa- failure in the, in the box office. Has anybody been fired? Anybody up in, in the C-suites and executives have been fired over any of it? Well, Chapek. Okay, he's the only one. Okay. And he was actually being successful. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Kathleen Kennedy, no? No, who's in charge of Disney Animation Studios, no? No. And, and, and Pixar, no? Uh, see, that's what I'm saying. So that's what that's what that's saying. It's like, hey, you guys have the status quo. That means you guys just keep on keeping on. And no matter what you do, and there's no succession process. Yeah. So that's what they're saying. It's like, we need to get a new CEO in here. And it, the, the management pay has to be done with performance. So if you suck at your job, guess what? You'll get fired. And if you do good at your job, guess what? You'll be rewarded. Yeah. Meritocracy. <laughs> good Lord, what a concept. Anyway, okay, so next one. Streaming profitability. This is a big one. This has been one of the big, big things that's been going on the last couple of years. Disney Plus is successful, blah, 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 blah. There's so much out there, information for this stuff. Again, if you guys don't get into it, I get why. It's a lot. Okay, so Disney's current path. Building ESPN into the preeminent digital sports platform, lacking a tangible business plan or defined cost to shareholders. That is true. They're trying to maneuver right now. Some of the moves that have happened this week is they're trying to get NFL, ESPN, to take over NFL films. And I went, went, sweet Lord almighty, why? Um, And that's it, because they're trying... To me, this was classic Bob Iger. Don't fix a problem, buy something. Don't create something better and new. Buy something. Here we go again. It's this t- common common theme with, with Mr. Iger. Buy it. Don't make it better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Tryon's goals and initial perspectives. Target and achieve Netflix like EBITDA, which um, I'm not even sure what the acronym means. That means earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Thank you. I didn't know that. Margins. Of 15 to 20% by fiscal year 2027. So, what does that mean? That means that they want to basically follow a Netflix-type model and their margins and make Disney Plus profitable because it is not right now. No. I have my brother stated to me again this morning while we were sitting there talking about Star Wars and other things that he's on the verge of canceling Disney Plus. Because oh, he never goes on it. Yeah, I don't have Disney Plus. You see, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I only have Disney Plus, and the only reason why I have Disney Plus... For Fernando stuff? No, it's for, for original Star Wars. Oh. Because I don't have a DVD player, a <laughs> Blu-ray player. Yeah, I don't have one either. Yeah, and so all my stuff is digital. Oh, okay. So I just go, and, and so instead of having to go up, I have my, my physical Blu-ray copies, but I never watch them. Mm. So that, legit, that's it. That's it. So I will watch it because I'm like, I feel like watching Star Wars. And on to be fair, probably when I go home, I'll start watching Star Wars again. Um, but that's what it is. So Disney Plus has been an albatross and has been a failure for all intents and purposes as of so far. Okay. Okay. So a knowledge issue. Future of ESPN. Okay. So the stat- D- Disney's current path. Uh, improving the output and economy of our film studios. Huh? Do you know what that means? Improving the output and economy of our film studios? I guess that means they're trying to make more and pay less. I guess? Improving the output and economy of our film studios for, for ESPN. For ESPN. 
Um, huh? I, that doesn't make sense to me at all. Okay. D does it to you? No. Okay. Okay. So this is Tryon's goal and initial perspectives. Um, commit to a reasonable defined payback period to return profile ES uh, and return profile on ESPN flagship DTC and communicate it in, a det in, in detail prior to launch. So DTC is direct to consumer. So I, yeah, see this one, honestly with ESPN, I don't know what they're doing with this. I have no this idea. This is the one aspect of this whole thing that I do not get, to be fair. I do not understand what's going on with this. I do not what, I don't understand what they're trying to do with ESPN. And I don't, I don't watch a lot of ESPN. The only time I watch ESPN lately is uh, to watch a hockey game or a football game. That's about it. Okay, so uh, going back to it, current path, studio creativity, improving the output and economics of our film studios. So that's going to be the same basic concept. This one, oddly enough, I, I get this when it comes to movies. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying is uh, improve output. So make more, even though he said earlier, Iger was quoted earlier in the year saying they have to make, or last year, later last year, uh, saying that they have to, they're going to pull back and not make as much. Um, and economics for film studios. Oh, so actually be fiscally responsible when you're making and not blowing up your budget by, I don't know how much, you know? So, okay, that makes actual sense. Now, this is where Tryan's uh, goal and perspective. I'm going to read this, and, and I'll, I'll explain why I find this interesting. Board-level review of creative process and structure to restore leadership accountability and reclaim number one box office position with leading economics. Now, why do I find this interesting? Marvel. Mm -hmm. Marvel ran in that system. Oh, yeah. The board-led review of the creative process. A lot of people don't know that. They hear Kevin Feige and they go, oh, he did it all. No, actually, he didn't. Um... Ike Perlmutter, that's why I said remember that name. This is where Ike Perlmutter comes back into this. Sure. Yes, because Ike Perlmutter was the one who ran Disney, uh, Marvel Studios in that fashion. Okay. We got we had 10 years of glory for Marvel. I'm a hand up. Just a question about yeah. that. Uh, don't you think that wasn't Star Wars, like, episodes like 7, 8, and 9 gone through board lab review no. of creative process? No. They, they bypassed that? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I just, yeah. I just assumed that it was. They actually, from what it has come out, they actually weren't talking to each other That's this thing. at all. They weren't talking to each other from director to director or nothing. They had no, they had, that's why it's so janky because you get uh, Force Awakens and then you go to uh, whatever the, 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 the abomination was. What was the Last Jedi? The Last Jedi, And you think about that, think about how weird that felt and how off that felt and what they did in that movie mm -hmm. it's like ryan johnson basically get a big f you like <laughs> i'm being really creative and then and then he just blew up the the franchise and walked out and then abram's gonna be like what am i gonna do to saving things that's why that 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 sequel trilogy sucks to high heaven mm -hmm. is because there's no continuity right. because there was no continuity this was not in place that was the beauty of the original the ot and the prequel one man was in charge he had his people around him, a little bit yes man, but he had his vision, and it was led there. Yeah. He gave Bob Iger, and I've said it before, he gave Bob Iger the three treatments for the, the sequel and said, here you go. Bob Iger, all he had to do was like, cool, I'm not going to make a billion per. Let's go. What do you do? Throw him in the trash. Anyway, 
And I say that figuratively. But okay. Yeah, he, for all intents and purposes. Okay, so this is going to be the last one of the knowledge issue that try and put out. Uh, parks and experience growth. Mm. Uh, okay, strategic... And so this is the... The, uh, the current path. The current path. Strategically investing in our experiences, business, and turbocharge growth. Strategically investing in our experiences... Yeah, sorry, investing in our experiences, businesses, business, mm-hmm. and the turbocharge growth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does that mean? That's a whole bunch of like, hey, we're gonna do stuff. Uh, believe me. And yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> what it is. It's, it's just corporate speak to me. Exactly. Yeah. I I read that and I started laughing my proverbial butt off because that is hilarious. Okay. So this is the the triangle. Execute on clear vision of parks targeting at at least high single-digit operating income growth to ensure adequate returns of 60 billion, uh, 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 60 billion for, for CapEx. So, um, again, plan. We're going to target the least high single-digit operating income mm-hmm. growth to ensure adequate returns. So basically, they're gonna they're gonna go in there and start picking the parks apart and going. We need to find where it's underperforming and get it better. There it is. Yeah. So yeah. So this is why the argument that they don't have a plan or they don't know. I laugh at and I and I throw through my head back and going, "You have got to be kidding me!" That they said that with a straight face. Yeah. They literally said, came out and said that with a straight face. Okay. So here we go. So Tryan launched a hashtag Restore the Magic campaign with RestoreTheMagic.com. Again, I ask you guys to go look at that website. We talked about it about a year ago uh, when it came up. And I'm going to suggest you guys, if you've forgotten, head on back. Um, Tryan believes, so right on the website, Tryan believes Disney is the world's greatest entertainment company. They are. They're losing that position. But it hasn't performed for shareholders. So, now I'm going to read you uh, Nelson Peltz's statement. Uh, Peltz said in a statement, It is unfortunate that the company, as iconic as Disney, and with so many challenges and opportunities, have refused to seriously engage with us. Its largest activist shareholder about broad representation. Now, let me just clarify for activist shareholder in in, in the current vernacular, you can hear activists, or you may kind of re- re- repel from that because I know I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that means is that an active shareholder or activist shareholder basically means that they're looking to be active in how the company's run. They're not passive. In other words, most mm-hmm. shareholders in stock, they just buy the stock and let it go, and they don't get into the company. You know, Then they buy and sell as, as they want. The active or activist shareholder wants to be engaged in how the company's running. Okay, so there's a little bit of distinction. Uh, Instead of having a boardroom that would include directors with an, quote, unquote, ownership mentality that can bring fresh perspectives to the company's challenges, Disney is resisting change and asking shareholders to endorse a board comprised mainly of legacy directors and their handpicked successors who have repeatedly failed the to properly plan for a CEO succession, misalign the incentives of management, and fail to oversee or drive a strategy to get the streaming business to profitability or the studios to produce good content. Nelson Peltz. Yeah. 
So what do, you, what do you think about that, Mark? Well, I, now I know why the board is saying do not uh, vote for these guys because they, they don't want to ruin their uh, their little system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems very similar to what... And, oh, I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> but um, Very very similar to what our government runs like, I'll say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's to me, that is like a microcosm of what's really going yes. on. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I understand why he's frustrated, mm-hmm. and I do understand... Um, Disney side on this. They don't want someone coming in to rock the ship. Um, but at the end of the day, though, it's the it's the customers. It's the it's that are suffering and all this right. from from bad movie content to uh, I'm not going to say bad park experiences, but we're not innovating at the rate. Suboptimal. Yeah, sub, suboptimal. I mean, it's still the best theme park in the world, but we could be doing so much more oh, yeah. than what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and believe me, if we don't do watch that, you know, Universal is going to eat our lunch. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. So I'll just finish this off real quick. In okay. the interview with CNBC, and, and if you guys are curious enough, I would go find that CNBC art, uh, um, interview because I was clapping the entire time. Okay. Uh, Peltz noted that while he and Rasulo would only be two people on the large board of directors, sometimes that's all you need to change minds. We're going in like back Batman and Robin, uh, Pelt said of him and Rasulo. Boards can get turned around quickly if they start to hear some good points. I agree. Yeah. So shareholders will vote for the board of directors at a meeting this spring. The date has not been announced. So some people are saying April. Um, so there you go. So that's where the article sits. So ends. Um, and that is an article I want to give proper due by uh, Shannon Michelson. Um, so, so that's that's actually a pretty good breakdown of where we where we stand. Um, I, I learned a lot from that. Yes. So, honestly, all this stuff is really that's a well put uh, article. Um, this is the stuff that I've been been dealing and and wallowing in for lack of a better word um, for a while now, mm-hmm. for about a good part of a year, year and a half now. Uh, because I feel, again, you guys know how I feel. I, I said it. This is the point. These are the people. These are the players that will affect how the Disney prog- uh, Disney progresses from here on out. And this is why I feel it's important for, if you're a shareholder, get involved. Look at what's going on. Read their proposals. Read what Disney's saying. If you're Again, if you're not happy with Disney, read what they're saying. Maybe it's something you want to take a chance on. Maybe it's something you want to vote for. You know, this, this is... Um, a pivotal point in the company. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, reading those things, understanding that um, a lot of people are getting very disenchanted with Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, I sadly have uh, had a lot of a lot of people um, that I've been read and followed and stuff like that. They're really kind of like they're it feels like they're starting to actively root for Disney to fail. And I don't think that's fair. No. I don't think that's fair. Um, I think, like many things, the people at top of the, uh, on top of the, the whole pyramid are the ones that are affecting everything coming down. Sure. So um, I'm going to go back to my prediction from last episode. Iger is going to lose some of his power. I think it's coming. I think this is a an unstoppable uh, train that... It, it, that's coming. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he can do this. He's trying. They're trying to maneuver. But end of day, I think a lot of the, the shareholders at the bare minimum are going to look at what they've lost in their in their market cap and go like, dude, my money. Yep. 
end of the day, it's about money. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. But that that that's another thing. It's important to to keep keep abreast of this. It's important to kind of kind of keep keep your finger on the pulse with this one because this is where uh, some good stuff are going to happen. And again, I'm being positive. I I feel positive about it. I think these changes are going to come. I think these men here, uh, Rasulo, um, Pelts, Pelts, and Perlmutter are people that honestly aren't you know power crazy people these are people who who um well when it comes to rasulo uh i think he generally cares about the company um he was with the company for a number of years Mm -hmm. i mean and and being a cfo that's no that's no small job and he cares what's going uh pelts being a a money guy he's he's saved companies before this is what he does. This is like his whole bag, his yeah. whole stick is going into companies that aren't performing and basically get in there and going, shaking it up and making it come back and rebuilding it and making it uh, back to its, uh, you know, former glory. Mm-hmm. So he has experience in this. Perlmutter, this is where I go to the creative side of it because Marvel, again, how many, and not all of them were, were you know, fantastic movies, but overall we had 10 years of great content coming out of marvel studios again this was mainly driven by him and these are all guys who have different points of view and different interests and interest in disney in disney Mm -hmm. but they all can kind of they kind of collaborate and to make a better entity to help improve the company and return it back to where it is so um yeah and and again it being he has I, i i I, I'm gonna try to find the exact number, but he has a, a couple, a few billion stock in this overall. Oh, I would imagine. And and he and then and that's the other interesting part is that nobody in Disney stock has more. I think all the board members in total. Somebody did the someone did the math that I I heard it was around 50 million in total with all the board members. That's how much stock. That's how much skin in the game they have for Disney. So they don't really. They're there to get paid. They're not really yeah. there for the future of the company. These guys are coming in and fighting for the company yeah. and for the people. And so Nelson Peltz is actually starting to get, trying to get out there to because he understands that the fight is now with with the shareholders. Hmm. These are the people yeah. who can, no matter what Bob Iger says, whatever Bob Iger wants to do, blah blah yeah. blah blah. If the shareholders go enough. You're out. Yeah. I think You're the out. largest shareholder is Steve Jobs' wife, isn't it? Individual shareholder, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. She's, a lot. She's got a lot. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that very interesting article. Yeah. I learned a lot, and um, I will officially vote for them because I've got probably 10 shares, I think. There you or, go. Or, or maybe eight or nine shares. Have you gotten your your things in the mail before? The pro, uh, I have, yeah. The votes, yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. But not for Disney. But I I probably will now no. for this. Um, and we have earnings call coming too, so this is going to be another pivotal point. Yeah. Uh, earnings call will be next month at some point. Mm. And when it comes out, I will be listening and I will be talking about it. It okay. should be interesting. Good, good, good. Yep. So listeners, yeah, sometimes we don't always talk about the Matterhorn and Churros, but we will get back to that at some point. Soon. Oh, yeah. But this is some of the stuff that will affect Matterhorn and Churros. Absolutely. Churros. This is why we talk about it, because yeah. this does affect our park experience directly. Yeah. I mean, and this is all you guys want, you know, new attractions, you want new lands, you want new experiences. All of this comes out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's that kind of stuff that uh, sometimes it often gets overlooked. 
yeah. in other you know articles or shows or whatever. But yep. um, so we do appreciate you sticking with us for this. Absolutely. Um, so that's going to wrap up episode 189. Uh, good discussion about things. Yep. Um, listeners, please drop us a line. Um, send us an email at info at or DM us on our Instagram page at, at Leaving Today Podcast. Please do go to YouTube and go to at Leaving Today Podcast and subscribe to that uh, because we want to we want to build that out. And I know it's going to be very grassroots and slow, um, but I think it will be a lot of fun. We had, you know, d- despite our technical difficulties on our first episode, mm-hmm. um, uh, we we still have some pretty good moments, and I think we're only going to get better. Um, so yeah, so go please do that for the LTP Lounge and look for some LTP Lounge merchandise to be coming out soon. Um, for that, who do you work? Can people find you? Uh, you can find me on my other on my socials, which would be Twixter and Instagram, which are both the same handle. Which are which is Hacks Goalie, which is H H A X G O A L I E. You can find me there. Mando, we're still Pat. We got a recording here coming next weekend, but we've been kind of mellow because there hasn't been much Star Wars stuff. Not a whole lot, right? No. Sadly. No. Um, the Mando, the Mandalorian, or Mando and Grogu is that what it's called? The okay, movie? so we didn't cover this because uh, this is a whole other thing. We'll I'll do it talk quick. for we'll a while. Okay, let me do it real quick. Um, so after the fall, and we talked about this before in our last episode with our predictions that the Ray movie would not be coming out is what I said. Um, and I am now even more, uh, is it bullish or bearish? Bullish. Bullish on it. Bullish on it. Yeah. Um, I'm more bullish on it because, um, after a week, roughly of all the, there was a huge backlash from, from most, a lot of star Wars fans going, um, lady, you probably do good work, but, your statement about a woman, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. like you're you're just you're factually incorrect. Okay. So it explains a, it explains a mindset. Uh, here and Udo's looking at me because I have this weird look in my face. Yeah. And yeah, I understand all that stuff, yeah. that silliness. But I'll tell you right now, honestly, if a Ray movie came out to the theater, I'd probably go see it once because I'm I like I said, I just want to go start. I want to go to the movies to see a Star Wars film, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. matter what it is. I want to see it on the big screen. Do what I go to with an open mind? Probably not. I'm probably going. I know. Well, I don't think I'd even get you to go. Well, well actually, no, I, you would I, I go. I'd probably go. You'd go, and, and we'd go. What the hell is that? Yeah. But, but like I, I felt I exactly like, coming out of Return of the Jedi or Last Jedi. Yeah. I just, but I want to go. I, I, I want to look forward to that again. Yeah. Um. But uh, I'm. But in a way, I'm very glad that this may not be being made. Yeah. So the real again why I'm bullish on it is now that they have now announced a Mandalorian movie mm. directed by John Favreau and I'm like good cool and then they still said that there's going to be the Mandoverse movie which originally was people talk about that's Dave Filoni's movie and after Ahsoka oh yeah I'm not sure he's ready for that okay there are aspects of Ahsoka that I really liked and there are aspects that I didn't okay so I've heard people just rip that show apart and I don't go there because I overall I enjoyed the show. Sure, and that's what it's about. Yes, um, but um, and then uh, the James Mangold movie, which I just kind of shook Who's my that? head. James Mangold is the guy who directed the indie movie. The oh, last one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And the James Bond movie where they kill James Bond. Okay, gotcha. Spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen it. Um, uh, so I don't I don't see how he gets that movie. Okay. And and they said and and the Ray movie. 
Um, well, with the Mando, I, I think it's just called Mando and Grogu, right? Well, now, I mean, they don't right? have a name for it, but yeah. Is so? Is that? Are they still doing stuff on Disney Plus? Yes. Been, so, yes. okay. So my, I'm confused. Is this going to be after the next season? Don't know yet. Okay. Don't know yet. All right. Um, well, we should be waiting for that. Yeah. So the rumor is that it's a repurposing of. Okay. I'll go real, real fast. After the comments of of uh, the uh, Charmino Bates Renoy, the director of the Ray movie, uh, rumors begin flying around that they didn't have a script. They did. Uh, from what I understood, that there is uh, one of the one guy that I can't think of his name. I always forget. Every time I hear his name, I'm like oh, I know who that is, but I can never remember it out of my top of my head. That's a pelt. No. Bob Iker. A writer. No, I know those two. Okay, fools. I'm joking. Um, so the writer that somebody turned it in, and then they they were like, nah. So they gave it to another guy, the guy the guy who uh, wrote and is writing uh, Peaky Blinders. So oh. a lot of people like Peaky Blinders. Yeah, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been I haven't finished season one because I got into it and I was like and then I just haven't come back to it I have a hard time understanding it like the language is no, okay, like yeah. the dialect yeah. is very hard for me yeah. to um, anyway so the rumor has it that that uh, they so they had um, the the studio reserved in England and now I can't think of it the legendary studio Pine a Pine Pinewood oh I just slipped my mind something like that yeah, I know. Yeah, the anyway, classic. So, yeah, yeah. so they had that set to to film, and they can, and then when they got the script, they gave him so many notes. They said that he had to start from scratch, and then he sent his another co- his next script in, and they gave him a bunch of notes. So now they're wondering if he's even going to be attached to it anymore. Mm-hmm. So basically, what happened is the rumor again. This is all rumor. The speculation is that they kind of went like, "Dude, we we Pinewood, Pinewood, yeah, Pinewood, Pinewood." Anyway, so um, maybe it's Pinehurst. Gosh, I'm so mad that I can't remember this. Oh, anyway. I'll keep so, going. I'll find so, it. So, yeah, yeah. So, that um, now uh, they're like, okay, this, this, we cannot we cannot put a movie out there and have it be bad for a Star Wars movie in seven years. So, what are we going to do? So, that's what it is. So, they said, hey, can we take season four of The Mando, maybe craft it into a movie? What do you think, yeah, John? Pinewood? Pinewood? Okay. Um Pinewood Studios, yeah, and and so they're thinking. So if they do that, then they can reserve, keep their reservation. They're not to pay penalties for giving up the space. Da 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 da. Anyway, so that's what the current state of that is. So, um, yeah, okay. that's what's gonna happen. And there is, they're calling it the Man, the Mando Grogu movie because title for yeah, now. yeah, and the same thing like with with the other ones like Ray, the Ray movie, <laughs> the Ray movie, sure, yeah, yeah, okay, good, good, good. good. There we go. All right, so um, yeah, it's, I'm glad you guys uh, stuck through us, uh, stuck stuck through it with us this, mm-hmm. this time. Um, and again, please reach out to us for any any show content you want us to talk about. Uh, do go to um, leaveintodaypodcast.com, click on the Patreon link if and uh, sus- and uh, support us if that's something you like. Or please consider that. Um, also consider buying a T-shirt from tpublic.com. All that stuff helps us out. Helps us with hosting fees and new gear and things like that. Uh, software for uh, our LTP Lounge side project. All right. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Adventures out there, and we will see you in the parks. See you.
It's okay. I can make it work. My body's just stiff. Think of a banana. <laughs> does it help? Mm-hmm. Okay. Always does. Every time. Don't ask me why. Why are you throwing up? You trying to eat all your food before your sister does? Now you can eat that. We'll give it a bit. Yeah, give it a second. Okay. Woo! You, but you yeah. make me hot. <laughs> it's so close, I can feel it. <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> ah, it's like a breath of fresh air. Boy, was my face wet.